Hello, everyone. And in today's episode of Locked on Canadians, we are talking the Canadians' return to action, them not firing Dominique Ducharme, and some prospect roundup and other news all inside today's show. Your Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Canadians. This is episode 548. As always, thank you very much for making us your first listen of the day. Every single day of the week. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game begins. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Madla, as you can see right underneath my name here on YouTube. And I'm joined, <laughs> as always, by the active stick, Laura Saba. And Laura, it is once again Montreal Canadiens game day for better or for worse these days. How excited are we to see the Canadians back in action? Is it wrong if I say I'm not? I I I would not blame you. Uh, <laughs> we this I, is yeah. Not... I'm excited to have games to talk about. I will say that, but um, I know we're going to talk about this in the show. Uh, the you know obviously the, the fans aren't necessarily optimistic about what's going to happen on the ice, and with good reason. But I do think that it's worth it to watch and see if the second half of the season goes better than the first. Um, there's plenty going on, um, and we are recording this before the Canada USA women's hockey game at the olympics so we will be talking about that on our next episode um and hopefully i will be the one who's chirping uh but we'll see in the meantime um i am i'm excited to have games to cover but i'm not how about this i'm not expecting too much out of the habs it's funny that you mentioned that you know it can't get much worse i'm like it's harder to be worse than the way the first part of the season (laughs) it went as far as return to play games go the Canadians look like they have everybody back. Christian Dvorak is back. Yola Armia is back. Arturi Lekkinen is back. The only people missing are going to be David Savard, Jonathan Drouin, Matthew Perrault, and Jake Allen. Jake Allen being the biggest one out of all those players missing here. And the Devils are going to be without Jack Hughes, who is in COVID protocol. They are without Dougie Hamilton, who I believe is still out injured. They are playing a game as we are recording this right now. So they are on a back-to-back As far as return to action goes, it doesn't get much easier than another bad team on a back-to-back without their star player and their top defenseman. Uh, And yet, based on the way this Canadian season has gone, neither you or I are going, yep, they've got this for sure. Like, it's, it's almost disheartening where I would look at this normally and be like, they've got this, like, come on. In this season, all bets are off. Uh, I'm really hoping that some of these guys who have been uh, out on the sidelines, either in COVID protocol or out injured, are kind of champing at the bit here to get back into action and show what they've got. And, you know, no one wants to go back to Lavelle, not because the Rocket aren't good, but because it's the NHL. You know, you've made it this year and you've earned your spot. I, I'm hoping that these guys come out with some you know, some vigor in their step here. If they come out in their list list, it's going to be like, what was the point of a week off then? You know, I know it was the all-star break, but it doesn't, if they don't come back and there's nothing 
sparked in there might not have been a physical or mental thing. And there's something uh, deeper to that, which far beyond my, uh, my ability to <laughs> analyze, unfortunately. So I, I am hoping that we see some, some pep in their step. I think the Habs should win this game. I hope they are winning this game and I think they're going to win this game yet. I can't be certain based on the way the season has gone so far. I think for me, Nick Suzuki is the only guy who has an excuse, right? He's the only guy who actually did anything other than rest over this period. And I thought it was really cute, for example, that Tyler Toffoli and Kat Toffoli took Jake Evans and his girlfriend on vacation with them. I, I love that. And you know, you know, that um, uh, Jeff Petrie was in, I believe, in Florida with, with his family. Um, you know, they got some sun, they got some rest. And personally, when I went away for three weeks and abandoned you, Scott, I felt great <laughs> when I got back. <laughs> You know, that sun and that rest was was really important. I do think that the mental break and all of that is important, but none of that is going to matter if the Canadians don't have some semblance of a philosophy or strategy or identity going forward. We're not asking for too much. We're not asking for too many wins. We do want that lottery pick now that it is within reach. We don't want that to change. We know that we're going to lose some of these players along the way before the trade deadline. There's talk about, you know, teams wanting Jeff Petrie now, and that's perfectly legitimate if you look at all his play prior to this year to date um and and so you know for me i just i want i want something different in terms of do they have a direction do they have an identity do they have any drive do they have any kind of a system or even attempts at a system i'm happy with attempts at a system judging from the lines <laughs> in practice today a lot of people didn't have a lot of faith that anything's changed um, I saw a lot of complaints, uh, you know, uh, on all the socials, you know, if, if you go to any Canadian social media, whether it's uh, probably not TikTok, because they haven't updated the lines on TikTok, but on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, <laughs> you know, everywhere you're, you're seeing complaints in response. And, you know, fans have had it. Um, and they've had it with this, like, what kind, what are they doing on the ice? Like, why are they putting these players together? What, what is their idea? Like, they're, you know, so, and I know we're going to talk about this uh, a little bit more, but for me, I just want something different. Yes, please continue to lose to get that lottery pick, but don't do it in such a miserable way. Have, have another step here. It's like we said, like some of those games where they were competitive and then lost in like the final minute or lost in overtime, like the game against Tampa, have some pride. And I don't think we're a miss to ask to show some pride here. Those couple of games before the all-star break were, it, it was disheartening to be quite honest with you. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants to watch the Canadians slowly wither and die on the ice for 60 plus minutes a night, giving up 50 shots and having to change the goalies midway through the second period. That's just not fun for anybody. So show some pride. And with that, that means, you know, Hey, Dominique Ducharme, you didn't get fired over the All-Star break. You're still here. What do we want to see from him? We're going to talk about that coming up in our next segment. But first, if you've got a beard like me, look at this. It's luscious. It's soft. You got to get Primal. You heard me. You got a beard. You have to get Primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're like me. You never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Well, Primal Origin Oils will help stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with a low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes it balm, 
oil, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel and beard products available. All the products are free trade or fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. And their combo kits make a great gift for your significant other. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. So please, I'm telling you, give it a shot. I, I got the beard oil right before Christmas. Smells great. Makes my beard nice and soft. Helps stop the itch that goes along with sometimes growing in a beard. And we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in your beard to the other products you've used. And we promise you will see and feel the difference. So remember to use the code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. That's LOCKEDON, all caps, at checkout for 20% off. And as always, thank you for making Lockdown Canadians your first listen of the day every single day. And make sure you're checking out the Olympic Hockey Daily presented by Lockdown NHL. It's a bonus content or podcast covering all the action in Beijing. You can find it at the Lockdown NHL podcast feed, and it is free and available on all podcasting platforms. So, Laura, we both thought they were going to fire Dominique Ducharme, and then it seemed less likely. And then it seemed less likely. And then it seemed less likely. And I woke up on Friday and went... And then they said they weren't going to. Yeah, well, they weren't going to trade P.K. Subban either. So there is that. (laughs) Um, And then I kind of woke up on Friday and went, huh, maybe they're not actually going to do this. And I got my hopes up for nothing. Like that time I wanted a Nintendo 64 for Christmas and I got socks. Like... (laughs) (sighs) Listen, socks are a great Christmas gift, okay? I realize that now at 31 years old, I love having socks. Like, I love having fuzzy socks and slippers. And I I regret all the times that I was disappointed in that as a child. But right now, they didn't fire Dominique Ducharme. He has the vote of confidence. He's not going anywhere unless something absolutely more catastrophic happens because this season is already a catastrophe and a half. He's got to show something. You are... He is, and I don't say this as hyperbole, he's literally coaching for his future in the Canadians organization. If he isn't going to fix anything or change anything or make a system make sense, I don't understand what we're doing here. And at this point, I get that maybe in the offseason you get a full chance to do an actual thorough coaching search. But at a certain point, Losing becomes toxic and that's unacceptable because then everyone gets miserable and no one wants to be there and it's gross and everyone hates it, but also tanking. It's such a, uh, I'm trying to think tenuous situation, but at the same time, I look at this and go, I really hope they don't regret this. Honestly. I think they probably will. I do think that, Uh, but Jeff Gordon said there would be no coach firings and I had no reason to believe that he was lying at that time. We all had hopes because we thought, all right, he just hasn't seen how bad the situation is in Montreal, but it did seem very much like they were, they were intent on keeping, um, keeping him on till the end of the season. And for me, like, I don't see this as a vote of confidence, you know, like you're saying it's a vote of confidence. I don't at all. I I don't think they have any confidence in him. But prior to the break, to the week off, Kent Hughes did the media rounds. And he did say that he was going to spend some of these days talking to Dominique Ducharme and trying to find out what his coaching philosophy is and try and and, and look towards the future. And he said a lot about development and 
things like that. Like he, he has the same concerns that we all do and that this season is ruining the development of some of the young players that are expected to be the core. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that, I, I don't think that uh, we're wrong at all. I think everybody's concerned about that. And he seemed like the, the general manager seemed to share that con- concern. What I was surprised about is that they haven't brought in a consultant like a lot of us thought they might, where they're not firing the coach, but they're bringing in somebody whose advice they want him to take. That to me was the big thing. And I also wonder, because right now, as of this moment, when we before we started recording, I looked for confirmation, confirmation that those conversations between Kent Hughes and Dominique Ducharme had happened. I could not find any. I could not find any reports as to what was said. I could not find any reports as to whether or not it took place. I don't know. For all we know, Kent Hughes went to somewhere in the sun and put his feet up. Not Kent Hughes, sorry. Um, Dominique Ducharme. We know Kent Hughes was entertaining offers on the phones, but... Uh, um, you know, for all we know, there, that conversation didn't happen at all. But to me, the 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 bottom line is that I'm not expecting a whole lot better. I do want better, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with Kent Hughes saying, not just you're coaching for your future in the Canadians organization, you're coaching for your future in the NHL. And you've proven that you can win at lower levels, but in the NHL so far, you've turned out one of the worst seasons in, in history for a hockey team, for an NHL team, not just one team, for all the teams. If this is one of the worst seasons in history, right? So that's unacceptable. And that's going to be something where your legacy is going to be a giant failure, like a giant failure, especially if Gorton and Hughes can do a quick turnaround on a rebuild in a couple of years. I'm not saying next year, I'm saying, you know, a couple of years. They're talking about not tearing the whole thing down, but trying to build something for a few years from now. If a few years from now, the Canadians are a perennial contender, like that makes it even worse. That makes it look even worse, Um, especially if they don't get rid of too many of these players. If the core stays the way it is and the team gets much better, then, I mean, come on, you know, it's definitely the writings on the wall and you're, you're literally, you're not just coaching for your future in the organization, not just that the other coaches too, right? Like they've got assistant coaches. They've got somebody running the power play. They've got somebody running the defense and all of those people are also coaching for their careers. And after such goodwill, after that long playoff run for it to be completely, you know, to go up in flames. Hey, Julian, um, you know, in, in such a short amount of time, like they must have the pride. They must have the concern that, of the effect that this is having on them. So at some point, a conversation needs to happen with each and every one of them. And I don't know, and I don't really necessarily need to know exactly what gets said as long as something does get said. And it's entirely possible that something gets said, it goes in one ear, out the other, the conversation doesn't go well. And, you know, you get the same thing that we've seen on the ice since the beginning of the season. Like, that's, to me, the worst case scenario. But if there's a possibility that there's some sort of direction, then that's a positive. Then you know what? Like, you, 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 you kind of have a chance at rebuilding your NHL career. But... I haven't seen, you've seen a lot of coaches that are up and coming in, in like lower leagues or, you know, in international hockey or something, they get put in the NHL uh, coaching, head coaching position and they don't succeed. But I haven't seen one where it goes this badly. And that's the the thing, thing. you've seen disappointing results. You haven't seen this bad. The the funny part is that we, we talk about coaching for his NHL career. And then my thought is, 
Peter Chiarelli just literally interviewed for a GM job after nuking the Edmonton Oilers for, what, three, four years, that it feels like there is no bottom to what how bad someone can be before it doesn't uh, allow them to be employable anymore. So I, I just want to know what this system is. Like, we're talking about how Kent Hughes is going to, was supposed to talk to him and figure out what his plan is and what his systems are. And we, we've been watching for a year and a half now. And I could, I could excuse it last year where he kind of came in midseason and it was doing his best. And then the playoff run happened and things seemed to kind of click into place. And then this year, and we just don't know, it's poof up in smoke. We've talked about it before. If you are Dominique Ducharme, you survived that week off. Now is the time to try anything new. And I don't mean Cole Caulfield on the fourth line. I mean, try out new attacks, try anything interesting because what you have been doing and I, I'm going to say this bluntly, sucks. It's not good. It, it is circling the bowl of a very sketchy through a bathroom. That's how bad this season has been. And there hasn't been any change. The defense is covering two guys to one side and nothing's happening. The goal is you're getting hung out to dry. The penalty kill isn't getting saves. Nothing is working. And at that point, you just throw it all out. You should just crumple it up and throw it out. And... We will have your recap after that game, after the game against the Devils, and we will see uh, what Dominique Ducharme learned in his week off. But in our final segment, it is time to continue our prospect roundup. We're heading to the QMJHL. It's a pretty good weekend. We do have some other small bits of Habs news to talk about, and that's coming up next. But first, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, as the Super Bowl is right around the corner. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football, folks. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute pro and college hoops, hockey, obviously, boxing, UFC, along with real, uh, live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. So... Uh, we meant to include this in our episode yesterday, but we uh, we had a lot to talk about in our Monday episode back. And my first thought was, let's continue our prospect roundup. We had fun talking about the AHL team. We talked a little bit about the guys in the OHL. And I was completely remiss to forget that the QMJHL has started back up after a pause due to, I believe, uh, just COVID in the province of Quebec. There were uh, restrictions on attendance and such. And eventually they went we got to get the season back underway, and uh, they did so. And the good news with that is leading the QMJHL with 52 points in 29 games is Montreal Canadiens 2021 draft pick Joshua Waugh and uh, Scott Wheeler of The Athletic when he did his prospect pool rankings continues to rave about Joshua Waugh. He was one of his biggest supporters going into the draft, and Waugh has continued to grow since that draft pick we saw him in uh rookie camp and in the preseason and both laura and i were big fans of what we saw thought he might get a longer look and beyond that xavier simono is second in the league he has 51 points in 26 games and in ninth is riley kidney with 43 points in 30 games it is a pretty good time to be a montreal canadians prospect in the qmjhl and i gotta be honest uh 
I liked Joshua. I did not ever anticipate him being the uh, leader in points uh, for the Sherbrooke Phoenix this year. And his point totals from last season when he played, he played 55 games and it ended up with, I'm going to do quick math here, 53 points in 55 games uh, spent between Sherbrooke and St. John. And this season, he's almost matched that in half the amount of games. Uh, his plus minus has gone up. He's doesn't take a lot of penalties. He is looking like a potential one of those fifth round steals. I know Trevor Timmons is no longer here, but Timmons finds some of those late round guys and Joshua Wah looks like one of them. And I think he's going to be uh, the guy outside of whoever they draft, obviously Shane Wright or whomever in the draft this year. He's going to be the one to watch at rookie camp and through the preseason next year, I think. I think, yeah, exactly. I thought, you know, when we first started talking about him and what he was doing this season, I kept thinking, right, like it's it's something that's worth mentioning, right? It's a cool thing. I never realized that or never anticipated that he would be the one to watch. I mean, amongst all the Habs prospects right now, he's one that we bring a lot. We bring up a lot. You know, Jan Mishak's obviously another one who's been absolutely on fire. Caden Gooley's having a great I guess, start to his hockey career or his professional hockey career. Um, there's definitely a lot there to like, but I didn't really think that, you know, he would be in the conversation. Like we'd be talking about, Oh, he just got cut barely and narrowly from the world juniors roster. Um, there's going to be so many good things to say. Like he definitely, he was somebody that we were curious about. I remember like when he was drafted, we were curious and excited. It seemed like, you know, this seems like a, we didn't think it would be an absolute steal or anything like that, but we're like, this seems like a, a decent prospect to have in your, in your prospect depth. Right. I just, I'm so excited about all the positive things we get to say about him. And he seems to be very, very determined with his work ethic, with the way that he trains, the way that he's playing. He seems really, really determined to be more than just his draft ranking, which I really, really appreciate. And you never know, right? Like we talk so much about how drafting is mostly a crapshoot uh, beyond the first like five <laughs> or five or ten picks, right? Which is really interesting because like this year the Canadians are in that five to ten pick. Like you know they're not picking so late that you're hoping for them to, but I just I think that this is something to get excited about. This is somebody to get excited about. And until further notice, I think as as Habs fans, we should get excited about this kid's future. And I should stop calling him Jonathan Roth. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing with this is, I know that this is going to strengthen a lot of calls for, hey, draft more out of the QMJHL. I, I want to... That's good. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome that he's doing this. There is a caveat is that the QMJHL is the most offensive, least defensive league out of all of them. The Western Hockey League is very defensive-based. The OHL is kind of the middle ground, and the QMJHL is just pew-pew goals all of the time. <laughs> and the fact that he's keeping pace with all of these other draft picks, like higher-rated draft picks, overage players like Xavier Simono, is a good thing. But at the same time, there is some temperament that has to go with that in that, okay, he is doing this. Historically, the QMJHL is all about the offense, can he do this at the next level? And what doesn't give me pause is that we saw how well he played in the preseason and in the rookie tournament. And I go, he's got something to his game here. And I think also getting cut from Team Canada, being one of the last cuts despite playing well, uh, is going to do for him like it did for Michael McNiven a few years ago and that it lights that fire under your butt. 
and they just go, okay. And I took that personally and I'm going to make it, (laughs) I'm going to cause trouble for everybody else who is in my way now. And he's doing just that. Uh, I am very excited to see what Joshua Watt does depending on where the Phoenix end up in the terms of the playoffs. I'm sure that Jean-Francois who, if after the uh, Phoenix's season is over, would love to have someone like uh, Joshua Watt come in uh, on an ATO or PTO, whichever one it is. And when their season's over uh, and one last little bit of Habs I want to touch on before we left. Uh, we talked about how Jeff Petrie and the Petries were on vacation uh, in Florida this past week. They are welcoming a fourth child to the family. So uh, we've talked a little bit about what could be going on with Jeff Petrie this season. And obviously uh, Julie and the kids, I believe went back to Michigan uh, based on just the way things were going in Quebec, because it was easier to be closer to the family. It has to be extremely hard to be Jeff Petrie right now. Uh, He has a fourth child on the way. The wife and kids are in another country. It's been a tough season. It's the middle of winter in Quebec, which don't get me wrong. It can be beautiful. It is also very cold, very, very cold. Um, I think it puts a lot of perspective into what might be going on inside his head right now. And, you know, I hope that he, that vacation helped and that week off helped him kind of refocus and kind of regroup a little bit. So uh, as we get more news on whatever trade interest is surrounding him and what's on the table, we will discuss that. But for right now, uh, congratulations to Julie and Jeff and their three sons on their, uh, Upcoming fourth child, uh, God bless Julie for putting up with that many kids at one time. So (laughs) (laughs) I could not possibly imagine. I have enough trouble taking care of a cat that wants to sleep all day and a dog that is currently snoozing on the couch. So uh, Laura, any parting thoughts? I no, not really. I'm I'm glad that there's hockey back, and uh, <laughs> I know we're you know the the episode's gonna drop after the game, but go Canada <laughs> is my last. <sighs> I am very excited for the USA and Canada game. Canada played in N95s and won last night. You can wear a mask if you have to go into a Walmart for ten minutes. That is my yes. stance on that. As always, folks, thank you so much for listening and for making us your first listen of the day. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow us here on YouTube. Please subscribe and like and watch videos and tell your friends because if we get to 500 subscribers, Laura has to eat something gross instead of me for once. And I cannot (laughs) wait for that. As always, you can follow Laura at The Active Stick. You can follow myself at Scott Matla. And when you are done checking us out, please check out Locked On Bets for all of your sports betting needs with Lee Sterling and your boy Q. They are absolutely killing it, and they are free and available wherever you find your podcasts.